down in front. everybody to another installment of Fogies and Films, where we get together and discuss a film that one of us chose for everybody to watch. This week, we are going to be watching Ruth's Choice, which is called The Half of It. Ruth, if you could just give us a few sentences of a description of what the movie was like, and then you can start talking about your thoughts for the, about the movie. Just like a brief summary of about the movie first? Yeah. Okay. Um, it kind of just starts off with um, Ellie um writing a bunch of papers making money um from her classmates for them and the reason well my thing that baffles me is she only charges twenty dollars <laughs> for a freaking paper um and then um the kid what's his name uh paul he um hears that she's a really good writer and um they she finds that they're gonna get the electricity turned off if they don't pay at least fifty dollars so it's the guy ends up saying he'll pay 50 bucks for um her to help him write a letter to esther well at first she, she says no because she likes her um and then he kind of she kind of continues doing the, the letters um and then she i think she really starts to be really in love with her after she kind of gets to know her even more um and then uh, Paul comes to find out, realizes that she's in love with her and tells her it's a sin. But then he kind of understands later by the time they're in church towards the end, I feel like that, you know, there's more than he ends up coming around um, small town, like religious stuff. But he's he can he understands like there's more than one way to love and stuff like that. And um, I think he's a real sweet guy. He's just kind of dorky, too, in his own way. um and then kind of at the end um ellie interrupts when trig proposes to esther kind of about her thing of love and then she picks up esther picks up about her being the one that writes the letters and she slaps paul but then kind of at the end it's kind of nice to kind of see that um they were both kind of that she was even considering being interested and stuff like that. And I like the fact that she had the courage to go up and kiss her and stuff. And they kind of like, she's still trying to figure it out, but um, she seems fairly open to it. So, and then they're like kind of pass and say, well, in a couple of years, you know, we'll see where we're at kind of thing, but more or less. And what were your thoughts on the movie itself? Um, I liked it. Um, I wasn't, I guess exactly sure how it was gonna go, but um, I like how it kind of she's doesn't really she doesn't have any friends, and then she becomes friends with Paul, and then um, so it's nice she finally has a friend and um, all that good stuff, and I feel like they kind of help each other out in different ways, and then well, I guess later on towards the movie too, when they have the talent show, then the kids are more kids are like, oh, she's cool, like, and then she's more accepted. I feel like. 
um to have friends and stuff like that um and my mind's just kind of you had place was that and you hadn't seen it yet right i have not this is my first time so i wasn't really sure what to expect but i kind of it's one i had wanted to see to see what it was like um i kind of wish that ellie and Esther would have ended up together but they kind of hold danced around the whole kind of thing i feel like that well at the beginning they said it's not a love story but then um you know it's kind of a love triangle in a way it's maybe a little sad that it was like one of the first lines she said nobody gets what they want and i was like oh you just spoiled the end apparently yeah. you know <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> well it's just also like sometimes if you see like you're in love with someone and you don't want them to know and it's just secretly like she couldn't say anything it secretly like breaks her heart you know behind the scenes and stuff like that so i kind of feel like you can kind of understand how it feels mm-hmm. and at the end i like kind of got real teary-eyed and cried and i thought it was really cute at the end too when um we're talking about the movie how the guy runs after her on the train and she's like no that's so dumb and then he does that i thought it was really funny and cute that he did that for <laughs> i knew he was going to too like i remember when when he said goodbye to her at the train it hadn't clicked for me and then when she got on it <laughs> i was like oh wait a minute <laughs> yeah. i know what's gonna happen <laughs> hmm. But it was very cute um, that it, it touched her so much because she seemed a little, I don't know, emotionally detached from most things. But yeah. She finally had an emotional breakdown because of it. Exactly. <laughs> Who's next, Fahad? Uh, so next on my roundabout is Takia. Uh, yeah, I um, yeah, I, 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 I like this one. Like I said, I, I love coming age films from, um, I, I, I liked from My Girl on up to all these ones I've seen in the past from the 90s on up. So I, I'm all about the coming of age films. And this was really good. Um, less int- less good themes, themes of loneliness and um, bullying, bullying uh, LGB. And even, um, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say, I have to say poverty, but like issues with, um, I guess, uh, I don't know, but they weren't, they weren't in poverty, but, um, but they were having issues with, 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 well, financial issues as well. So yeah. issues yeah. that were with myself, so. Um, I like the fact that it wasn't, uh, it didn't fall into the whole, like, everyone, was, there was, like, no sexual anything, and no steamy, steamy love scenes. I like that it was just a very basic kind of, like, um, yeah, basic, not really love story, but, like, just kind of, like, yeah, discovering your, yourself, and, um, yeah, almost, yeah, two things are happening. She's she's helping this guy out while also discovering her feelings for this uh for the girl they both like obviously so um yeah i i, I like it, it remained basic with, with with interesting good themes and um not nothing too steamy sexual or anything so yeah thank you takia shelly okay um so i i liked I liked the movie. I liked the the first like two thirds of the movie. I liked it up until the football game. I liked the the you know the coming of age story, and I liked that it had a twist because you know we've seen that this is kind of like um, a story that's been told before about some you know a person um, kind of using another person to get 
to get with another person, if that makes sense. Like yeah. using someone who's um, smarter than you or a nerdy person to to get to the person that they like. Sorry, that doesn't make any sense. But I know what you mean. I get it. When, yeah. <laughs> what I um so I liked that and I liked how it was um like LGBTQ character. So this so it was that was a twist on it. So it was like the girl who loves the other girl. Um what I didn't like about it was that out like two thirds through the movie, some things like came out of nowhere. It's like I didn't, and maybe you all knew this, but you know, when it gets to the football game, he like scored the first touchdown that had been scored in a really long time. And I didn't even know, yeah. that, did anyone else know that that was like the school didn't have any touchdowns? That was just like, what? Where did that come from? And then when they were walking down the street, um, and he he kind of like throws in the you're gonna go to hell that's a sin and that didn't have any place in the movie like there wasn't that conflict conflict earlier in the movie like no one was talking about that yeah um and they had been going to church and that was the whole big thing that she didn't believe in god and you know but she was the organist um and then the religion aspect was like confusing as what religion was that supposed to be because were they supposed to be catholic because they were going to confession not not that i i mean i don't think that any other religions have but the whole mass didn't follow the catholic mass it just didn't line up and also catholic people don't go around saying you're going to hell like that didn't line up to me it wasn't like yeah. that's a sin you're going to that was just came out of nowhere for me um and then I always feel bad. Like I felt bad for Aster. Aster is how you pronounce her name, right? Aster. I think so. A S T E R. Anyway, she um, like they that person always gets used. It's like, well, I'm going to uh, the so Paul uses Ellie, and then Ellie kind of uses Paul to get Aster. But what she doesn't have a choice in all of this. It's like we're gonna, we're, you know, she. I just felt like she felt she used and, and she could have been made a more complex character. And also she was cheating on that. And sorry, yeah. so much, but she cheating was on cheating that on Frigg. And then also she was talking about marrying him. Like this is not 1965. What <laughs> 17 year olds get married or like <laughs> 17 year old boys talk to their mom, their dad. Like my dad would have been either though. Not at 17. What are you talking? What are you I'm even surprised that too? And then he proposed. It was just the whole end of the movie. It could have been done so much better, in my opinion. But sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, good, that's good. Um, Eric, your turn. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, firstly, I thought it was, well, my first note is it was really beautiful. I, I liked the opening. Um, I thought the, the way they the shots were done with the camera and also the animation uh, was very beautiful. So I was excited to begin with. Um, that story though, I, I feel like every time I, I see that or hear that, I think Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which also has a scene where they animate that story from Greek mythology. So, so already I'm thinking, I think this director has, has watched Hedwig. Um, but uh, I thought it was really, 
I, I like the fact that, um, as other people have said, that it, it never got uh, sexual. It was more about three people trying to understand what love actually is, like how to define it and what it means to them. Um, learning that maybe they had bad ideas about it or, or they were ignoring it for some reason in their lives. Uh, and finally coming to terms with it at the end that it could be something different than what they were expecting. Um, and really in just like an intellectual romantic sense, not in a physical sense. Like care about other people, you know, what does that look like? What kind of other people can you care about? Like, you know, opening your heart up a little wider <clears throat> to what's possible. I think, you know, I think Paul was surprised when he realized that after spending so much time with Ellie, even though he she wasn't the kind of girl he would have looked at before, suddenly he's in love with her. And, uh, and I was like, that is really beautiful. And I was really happy when that happened. And, you know, Aster considering Ellie um, and Ellie, uh, I, I didn't have, I mean, I didn't care either way for Ellie's attraction to Aster. What I liked was Ellie realizing Paul was a really good friend of hers, someone who supported her and would defend her. And um, it, it, like, it feels like she had closed herself up until that point. And so that was beautiful to see too. And uh, I also, I mean, I really liked that it never got sexual. It wasn't about like teenage hormones. Yeah. Um, and I also really liked that uh, they never actually, I think so, I think when this movie was about to come out, some people referenced it as, a, oh, Netflix is doing a lesbian rom-com. I don't think it's a lesbian rom-com. Um, uh -uh. I, I actually don't feel like it's lesbian at all. I mean, obviously the, yeah. there's, there, it's in there, but it, it really felt to me like just two people yeah. understanding each other and, and getting close um and that it never was really a big deal it it wasn't about ellie coming to terms with with being attracted to women it was about ellie coming to terms with uh caring about other people and letting them into her life and not being too afraid to do that uh with paul and with Esther. and i thought that was really wonderful and um i had something else to say oh i mean to shelly's point uh I, I interpreted that scene in, where Paul tries to kiss Ellie uh, and then and then realizes that she's in love with Aster and says, you're, you're going to hell, that's a sin. The way I interpreted it was he did that kind of under his breath. And I feel like, you know, he's not the brightest person in the world. So he sort of regurgitates things he's heard. I, I felt like he was so confused in that moment. He didn't know what to, how to process what was going on and just spit out the like knee-jerk reaction he had heard from other people about a girl liking another girl. Um, but I like, he was very quick to just realize his own mistake uh, when he processed it on his own time. And so I, I was, I don't know, I really, really liked him. Like he's dumb as a doornail. <laughs> but uh, like I've always said, Fahad, uh, I've said this a million times, like it's totally fine to be dumb as a doornail as long as you're a really nice person. And he's like the nicest guy yeah. I think I've ever seen on film. Truly a good person who actually cares about people. And um, and uh, yeah, so I really liked it. Um, what else? Oh, it's it's obviously, it's uh, we've seen this a million times. It's the Cyrano de Bergerac story, right? But usually when people do that story, there's a lot of comedy in it. Uh, and this one really was a little more straight up. It wasn't really a comedy. Um, so 
I can forgive it for <laughs> treading old territory because uh, that's just been done to death, that whole concept. But uh, I felt like they did it with so much heart that, um, that I really enjoyed it. Yeah, those are my general thoughts. Um, on the comedy bit though, I did enjoy the part where he and Esther were in the diner and um, they're having trouble connecting and talking. So Ellie then starts messaging Esther from the phone and he and, and he's like looking at her through the window. She's like, stop looking at me. Like that, that was a <laughs> part, like nice comedic yeah. bit in there. Um, so yeah, so for the movie overall, I enjoyed it. Um, the only thing I was just thinking about throughout the entire movie is oftentimes in these types of stories where it's like this guy wants the girl so he enlists this person to write the letters on his behalf because he can, you know, those two people are in the wrong because he's lying to the girl, this person's deceiving that girl. But to Shelley's earlier point is exactly how I felt. She's cheating on her boyfriend. Right. So like not, no, none of these three are innocent in this whole thing. They're all doing not good things <laughs> throughout this entire movie. Like yeah. she at first, you know, was playing into it like, oh, they're just going to be friends. But like, obviously she was interested in this guy. Um, I mean, granted, seeing the, her boyfriend and how much of a tool he is, you know, it's easy to be like, yeah, let me find somebody who's sweet and smart instead. Um well, what do you what are you supposed to do when you meet somebody that you feel like you're connecting with? Uh, do you just say no, I can't because I, I could be tempted, so I'm just not even going to get to know you or be your friend? I don't. Yeah, really, I didn't. That, that's fine. That's fine to get to know and be friends. But then it was crossing the line where she kisses him later. Yes, exactly. And that's at that point and, she needs to determine her feelings and then go break up with that guy because I don't think. There'd be, I know he proposed her later on and all, but he was going after Ellie at one point. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And, but they, she knew like that she was dating him or like that she was going on a date with Paul. Like she knew, didn't they call it a date way back at the beginning? Like the first time? Mm -hmm. The restaurant. Well, um, I remember at least the second, the, second the time. The shakes and French fries. And, <laughs> and she kissed him. to talk through emojis. <laughs> that was my favorite part of him. <laughs> I did not understand. Uh, that was the one part that I found confusing was Trig running up to Ellie in the, in, at night, in the middle of the night at her house to have a talk with her. And I, and you know, he got interrupted. So I was like, well, what was he going to say? Did he come all that way to say, I know you like me, but sorry. I mean, or what? No, I, I think he was going to hit, I think he was hitting on her because oh, really? at, at the concert, he's like, dude, when did Ellie Chu get hot? Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe they, were, maybe they were trying to make us um, feel like it's not so bad what Astra's doing because her boyfriend so. is the type that would cheat on her immediately too. Yeah, and I think they tried to show that to us throughout by how much of it, how annoying. I mean, I, I can't begrudge. I'm sorry, I can't begrudge her from trying for exploring if, if there might be something better for her than that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but 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 well, break up with him before you. Yeah, end things with him before you kiss the other guy. But she could. She was worried about ruining her whole life and apparently her future, since it was kind of planned out for them. So then, don't leave, don't leave the other guy. Feelings on. she was having. Yeah, but then don't leave the other guy on. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that he's very clear. We're friends. She said it like twice, and you can don't see kiss him. You can see his heartbreak. He was like, "Yeah, that's." Cool. And then she was getting naked and having sexual <laughs> exploitations in the whatever that was, the hot spring with yeah. um, Ellie. That was very like, 
you know. Yeah, at one point, I was like, at what point are they going to just, because, yeah, when they were, like, floating and their heads are touching and it's like. Then she tickles her and is like, "You're? are you wearing layers? <laughs> That's just the, <laughs> women are more comfortable with each other than men, right? I think that's a stereotype. I don't, I wouldn't. You wouldn't lay in a hot spring with a girl and. Or a guy. <laughs> Just not, would not, not with a girl either though. Um, I do want to find like, are, are there places that just randomly have hot springs? Like I know that, that looked awesome. I that too. That was cool. <laughs> I was worried it was near Devil's Kettle and that they were about to get, you know, <laughs> act, possessed, etc. <laughs> That could have put a whole new choice on the on, on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we could match them up. Why don't people match up movies like they do music? Just I think that. that in this movie, they did a really good job of mm. Ellie was a nerd. <laughs> like they did a good she job. She had glasses on. Like, I have glasses and I'm so what? <laughs> but I have glasses so that makes me a nerd. It was like she looked like you would picture a nerdy um teenage girl to look like yeah and they never tried to make her they never gave her a makeover she just yeah. looked the exact same yeah. she and was he... hot because she played a guitar but that's all <laughs> now, i was thinking when that she was going to get into the i thought she was going to take her clothes off too and get in the hot spring and then after getting her hair what that it was going to be like a wild things kind of situation like oh <laughs> like my goodness <laughs> ellie with her hair all wet and down and no glasses you know but i'm glad they didn't do that like yeah, she's they kind of, kind of, I, I, I i approve <laughs> That's yeah. the thing with this movie is I felt, in, in in a good way, it was a very simple movie. Yeah. They didn't try to go all out and do all these things. I think it was Sakia or somebody was saying like, it was just a very like, simple story like with these three people and just this one situation. I mean, in the small town and everything. But to Shelly's point, yeah, they did throw in like a lot of little weird quirks about the town that just seemed kind of random. Like, I think they try to do this with all types of small town movies or TV shows. Like everybody wants to be the next stars hollow or something. Oh um, yeah. yeah. But like here, it's like, they've never scored a point in like 15 years and there's a crazy preacher man. And you know, yeah. all these things. For those but, who don't know, stars hollow is a com a reference to one tree hill. <laughs> it's a reference to Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe maybe the point of that scene was that uh, nobody in this town really ever, like nobody, this town doesn't really ever achieve anything. Like nothing's going on here. But you know, it's like through this three-way friendship. Oh, a three-way. I liked the dad, Ellie's dad. I did too. He was sweet. He, he thought they're dating and stuff. But did, did um, Paul know Mandarin? Because but, when they were having that heart to heart, he was saying it in like broken English. And I was like, oh, he feels comfortable enough to speak English. And then all of a sudden he started speaking Mandarin. And I thought, well, does Paul know what he's saying? It was he only like halfway through that where I was. Anyway, I'm just saying I, it was only halfway through where I realized that all of it was in Mandarin. And I was reading subtitles that this kid wasn't going to understand any of it. But I think he's just so respectful. He was patiently like listening. <laughs> and I thought he's probably picking up on the emotions. But luckily the father... What he was the saying was the in English. Show, what the dad was, and then um, just made you feel for the dad because he missed his wife so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was I also kind of hate that. It seems like everyone in a, in movies, especially a drama, everyone's mother died. <laughs> it's like okay, you know, people who didn't lose their parents also have trouble finding <laughs> love or understanding love. You like you don't 
and you don't necessarily need this terrible tragic past um to experience that you're right oftentimes it's always with that character who is that nerdy girl or the like nerdy lesbian girl it's like you didn't have a mother figure so you grew up nerdy or a lesbian like that's not a good message it's true. <laughs> you wore her fair share of flannels to fit the whole thing you know what i mean like fit the whole stereotype because <laughs> she's all that didn't her character wasn't didn't her mom pass away and she just yeah. lived with her dad yeah and her brother, yeah yeah that's why she's a nerd that's why she wears glasses and a ponytail and in 10 <laughs> things i hate about you you what yep. ten in things 10 things about i hate about you um same thing julia styles and was it alex mack yeah oh <laughs> your mom was dead yeah, well. interesting. It's kind of an annoying trope. Yeah. The Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> All of Disney movies. <laughs> Somebody yeah. loses a parent or both parents. Mm -hmm. I think so somebody I lost his mother and lost his father, right? Who lost her father? Well, did where was Simba's mother? Did Simba's mom die? I can't remember that. Was she Her already mother? dead before his father died? No, Simba's mom was alive. She was? Oh, yeah. I think I remember. Simba's mom was alive. Uh, I almost said I forgot what her name was. Um, Jasmine's mom. Sarabi. Sarabi was the mom's name, and Sarabi was alive. Like he came back when Simba was grown and came back to the pride after they're all like dying because of starvation. Sarabi sees them like, oh my God, Simba, is that? He was like, Mom, what happened? And yeah. Yeah. Well, you left, you little runaway. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, um, women can't run a pride very well because everyone's starving now. Well, it's Scar's fault. <laughs> the hyena. Well, the 1950s? I'm just <laughs> exactly. She should be queen. Um, exactly. But yeah, I'm going through and I think almost every Disney princess's mom had passed away. Oh. <laughs> Bambi. Bambi, yeah, his mom. Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty's mom was alive though, right? I remember. Yeah, but she almost died. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. <laughs> I already mentioned Jasmine. And right? Tangled, the mom and dad were alive, but they were both oh, okay. she was kidnapped. But yeah, Jasmine's mom had passed away. Elsa and Anna's both their parents were gone. Yeah. Interesting. So um I liked yeah, like we were saying that uh, she really felt like a nerd. And I when I Googled later, I was looking for other pictures, but they showed pictures of the actress Leah Lewis. She's kind of hot like she's like you know when she, when she gets glammed up and it's like oh i i cannot see that same person I, uh, but I, I really liked her voice i felt like her voice was part of it it was I, I liked i liked her way of talking like rachel lee cook you know you make her look like a nerd but she still sounds like a cute little girl you know yeah. but uh, my... this... yeah no, do you remember the scene in the bathroom where Ellie's in there and Aster, they're listening to the girls talk about Gap? Yeah. And um, at one point, do they say, do they say Ellie's poor? It sounded like Molly's poor. I went back and listened to it again. Remember they're talking about the poor person, like so-and-so is really rich. And then, ew, have you seen so-and-so? They were really poor. And then Aster leaves the bathroom. Were they saying Ellie's poor? Is that why they she left? They made a comment about Aster. I think it was something like, like everything they have is owned by someone else or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. 
It's like they don't own their house or something. something it was something yeah. like that. Like, oh, you know that that's Aster not there. Or Ellie. It was, well, it was about Aster because that's why Aster got upset. Oh, I thought she was, I thought maybe she was upset because she liked Ellie. Because she clearly liked Ellie. Yeah, but the beginning. they were gossiping about Aster and then oh, okay. she, she was upset about it. Yeah. Uh, but I felt, I, um, back to, like back to Ellie's voice. It sounded like Aquafina's to me. Did anyone else hear that? Like she could play Aquafina's younger sister. Oh, the 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 mannerisms and the way she spoke and kind of I don't I'm not saying this in a rude way, but the it's not like she had a masculine voice, but it was a bit like like a, a heftier voice. I don't know. It reminded me of Jennifer yeah. Lawrence's voice, like a smoker's uh, voice, you know? Yeah, yeah. Half a pack a day, maybe. Well, like Michael Miley Cyrus, like her voice, yeah, <laughs> kind of raspy. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so I have a I have a question. What the hell was the teacher's problem? Hated that teacher. Like I kind of liked the relationship in the beginning, but then the last scene we saw the teacher in, she was kind of accusing Ellie of being the reason that her class was failing, and it's like, but your class isn't doing their own papers, so I, that bothered me as well. Okay, your point. <laughs> Hated yeah. that teacher. She was terrible. I mean, she knew in the beginning too that uh, Ellie was one doing because she said like six different whatever blah 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 and you know and she so she knew she was doing this but i was like i thought she knew it and was like looking the other way not in a way that it's like she's then proud because her kids are all passing the class well that that's what i was trying to figure out i thought well maybe she should be a better teacher <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it really it seems like she's checked out of her job right she's like i'm just happy it looks like my students are getting good grades when i know they don't actually learn anything she's unhappy <laughs> with i guess she's taking it out on everybody oh. no she seems like she's nice but just not devoted to teaching very much but but i was trying well, to figure what her encouraging point ellie but that's all she cared about and then why would then she's like no one like was it that awful of a place that it's like get Everyone wants to leave. What is it? Nobody ever done. Squamish. What? It, what was it? Squamish. Squamish. <laughs> I kind of like that name. But yeah, I was trying to figure out. Did the, was the teacher trying to say like one of two things? Either one. I felt like they should have maybe developed that more. Maybe they had a conversation where she says it out loud. But one of them, one possibility I thought was maybe she's just um, she's concerned that Ellie might be getting like super in love or infatuated with somebody that would end up keeping her in town and she doesn't want her to lose focus. She wants her to get out or two, which is not a good ex uh, option, but two, she, she feels like Ellie should be writing everyone's papers because it will prepare her better for going to college. It's like, no, she just write her own. Like, yeah. And through yeah. all these other kids, they don't matter. Ellie, you're the smart, like the, they, I didn't like that. You want to grow her as a person that way just give her harder assignments or something yeah going back to ruth's point in the very beginning i also was like why is she charging so little for these papers i guess that's a question of how you know how like things are cheaper if they're easier to produce right so so what if it's like she's just literally so smart she can churn these things out so quickly she's like well that's only twenty dollars worth of my time I can't. but the letter one letter is fifty dollars <laughs> because she didn't want to do it right yeah oh, yeah who she loved 
I mean, I guess the other part of it is you also have to see what your base can afford. So, you know, kids might not be able to afford more than 20 bucks for a paper. In the small town, especially. Who's got a job where they're making that kind of money? Yeah. <laughs> Except Paul Munsky, whose family owns the giant sausage factory. <laughs> By the way, I, I brought some sausage for this cosplay, but I'm not going to show it to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wanna. I real. I was really hungry for a taco sausage. <laughs> By the end of it, I was like, "Oh God!" At first, it sounded really stupid, <laughs> but then after a few more times, I was like, "Okay, I really want one." You know when the letters fall out of her. I happened to read something, so I knew what that was. But I don't think if I hadn't have read what those letters were, I don't think I would have known what they were. Do you know what I mean? Like what she was writing to a food critic. Yeah, things like that's the return address because she was trying to get him attention for his taco sausages. Yeah, I saw that. I just didn't know. I just didn't understand what that would have done. Like, who was she writing to? Well, I think there was a conversation earlier on where he said that he had been trying to get uh, certain people that I guess were like food critics or, or maybe they were to like listen to him and try out his concept but he couldn't get anyone to, to listen to him. And uh, well, she's just better at writing. So <laughs> she, she probably was like, I, I can imagine the kind of letter you wrote to these people, Paul. They probably took one look at it and said, this kid's trying to make me eat a taco sausage. It sounds like a bad joke. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there were letters to um, like, they had to, she was trying to pay the bills for it, like, like light bill and electricity and stuff like that. That's what I thought at first until wow. I did like what you did, Shelly, and read the synopsis and that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't, but the, those letters were, so yeah, there were just a couple things I wish were explained better. And yeah, it's almost like for the simplicity of this movie that they didn't need to add in some of those extra things to. Yeah, for me, for me, I, I do appreciate that because I, I, on the on the other side of the spectrum, I really hate it when a movie really spells things out because I, I feel like they think I'm dumb. I'm like. I, I, <laughs> so I don't like it when they go the other way. Yeah. Oh, I know what else. I heard Takia earlier, and all she said was LGB, and I want to know why she dropped the T and the Q. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we should pile on and 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 find out why she's such a transphobe. Did Takia spill no. the T? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to bathroom. I'm back. But I, yeah, but I, I oh, mean, is it going to be a gender neutral bathroom or do you need a woman's sign? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all the, the, the tea and all that stuff. I, I just said it fast. I was trying to leave it off. I know. I'm just, <laughs> she just got tired in the middle and was like, LGB, yeah. <laughs> we know the rest, the other five letters. So should we do any final thoughts on the movie Um, from anyone? I liked it. I, I, I really liked it. I, I liked it. It was, it was cute. cute. I could tell I was gonna like it immediately. And I like it when movies, when I turn it on and I'm like, oh, okay, I like this. Yeah. I really I really liked the main actress who played Ellie. I feel like all three of them, all three of the main characters yeah. were good, but I thought the actress who played Ellie, there's just something that was, she did a good job playing a nerd that just doesn't care. Like, yeah. Could care less that they're all being jerks to her. Oh, and how racist is the choo-choo thing? Oh my when, god. When I realized yeah. her last name is Chu, I was like, oh, that is terrible. Well, yeah, and it's also railroad 
related, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ooh. This is the real rail railway, by the way, the station. One, yeah. Ooh. Hi, Ellie. Um, and this is going to sound bad, but I didn't think her song was that great. It was really pretty, but it was very short. So I, I it was very like short, but I also didn't. I was not. Was maybe a little much. Yeah, I was not really a big fan of her singing voice. No. I thought it was cute when she was um, drinking when she was playing. What was it? Drinkers of Catan. <laughs> And then she's like, I know that I've had spirits. Like, I've been keeping track of yeah. <laughs> Spirits? Is this 1760? But he was so sweet. It made me like him. He, like, took care of his friend. He carried her yeah. in bed. Then I didn't realize it was his bed. And that, I, for some reason, that I don't know why I didn't realize that. He put her in his bed. And then he like came down and I would have freaked out and she's like oh no I'm just putting books back with her jacket down yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's a sexy look is what the kids are doing at school now yeah <laughs> I also liked it um at the end when they were in the church and um Paul's mom said you can tell mommy it's okay if you're gay because he had been looking up like what to do if you're gay or something on his computer <laughs> I was worried that was going to become a bigger deal. And I was like, I don't want this plot point. That's silly. Yeah. Happy it was just a quick joke. Do yeah, you recognize her, by the way? She the looks mom? familiar. Why? Orange is the New Black. Isn't she Orange is the New Black? She's, uh, isn't she? Oh, she's the cop. One of the, or one of the security guards. Yeah, I believe so. And she's also Stranger Things as Dustin's mom. Oh, okay, yeah. Hmm. Uh, to add to the thought about when, um, Ellie was at uh, what's his face's house. Like um, when Esther comes over, like does she even technically have a right to be jealous because she has a boyfriend? Yeah, boys. Yeah, what is that? Well, I mean, it's it's she doesn't necessarily have a right to be jealous. It's just she has she just felt like this guy's been like romantically talking to me this whole time, but he's got yeah. this girl. It just you know everybody wants to feel wanted, and she felt wanted by him. But all of a sudden, there's this girl in his bed, and it's like. But yeah, I even think, though she's got a guy too, but still. Yeah. No, I mean, I see that for sure. But um, also, I feel like she kind of feels maybe hurt by both of them, I guess, because I feel like she likes, but like she's probably hasn't really come to terms exactly with it, but I feel like she kind of likes her too. So maybe. I really wanted them to end up in a throuple. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's like a, you know, it's a fantasy, but I was like, oh, if this movie could get there, that would be really cool. <laughs> they all just agree. Yeah. They all like each other. Like, because they're all very different people. Like each yeah. one is very they different. They really made the boyfriend like an idiot, Trig, and all the girls, the ones that like made her a scarf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It made oh, me that was so, so like, mean girls, wasn't it? Budding or rooting or whatever he called it when he was driving his truck and the girls were all cheering for him. It just was so stupid. It just made him hateable. And um, but he's so like, hot. babe, did you get the picture? Oh, I think my favorite part is where he's in church and he's got this, he's holding up his like phone, and you can, and it takes you a second, but then you're like, oh my god, he's getting his own dimples right so he can then take a picture. It's like, <laughs> what are oh you doing? God. He but kind I, of looked like a, um, a very young, obviously, Norm McDonald. Oh, god. <laughs> Like handsome face, like um. Oh, if Norm if Norm was still with us, I think he I love him. So I love Norm Macdonald. I love yeah. him so much. But 
He was a decent jackass. <laughs> uh, did you notice how tall Paul was? He, he was, was like a giant. Yeah, they, they do like, there was this shot of him in the high school hallway and he's like two feet above everyone else going to school. I was like, God dang. I mean, it made sense when he's standing next to Ellie's father, like cooking. I was like, well, it, it seemed, I think it's, it makes a little more sense that Ellie's father, a Chinese, you know, uh, immigrant is, you know, of maybe less Order, than average, gotcha. or average height. Yep. But all the other kids in school, I'm like, wow, he's a <laughs> yeah. very hunky. Every <laughs> now and then when he smiled, he looked like Evan Peters to me. A little bit, yeah. A little goofy looking. <laughs> so any other final thoughts? I was about to say, I like the beginning with the, I think someone already mentioned that, but with the um, the art at the beginning, all the, um, yeah. all really the, it flowed really well. They, even the little poetry throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that too. It fit the movie very well. So yeah. on that, I, my final thought was going to be that um, I also really liked the movie and it felt very, the whole thing felt very poetic to me. Like all so, the scenes, all the dialogue, the emotions, like like a one long poem, very like profound and and you know, you know, heart wrenching. Uh, so I really like that tone, which you don't usually get with a movie starring three high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, poetic is a good way. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. So Fahad, are we ready for? I think we are. Boom! 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 Recast. <laughs> that time for us to go to our new saying. It's that time of the evening to go to play. I can't talk right now. Jeez. <laughs> Cut all that out. Oh, uh, do you need do you need an Ellie to use her words? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, everybody, it's that time again for us to play recast, where we each pick a character from the movie and recast them with another actor or actress. Um, it doesn't mean anything bad about the actor or actress who played the character in the movie. Or it's actress. Just, or actress <laughs> or LGBTQ or anybody. <laughs> um, but uh, it's just if, you know, we had a chance to cast this movie, who would we use? Uh, so with that, I'll go around in the order I see everybody now. And Takia, your recast is first. I would recast... Oh, I almost forgot her name. Who was the, the, um, Ellie, that's right, yeah. Um, I would guess Ellie as um, Thaisa Farmiga from, uh, cause she's played interesting characters from um, uh, American Horror Story to, I, th I think I've seen her as a nerd before and then the cool girl and stuff like that. So I think she would be interesting in that role of Ellie, of Ellie Chu. Yeah, um, so that's my recast. She probably wouldn't play Ellie Chu, but yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, yeah, yeah. It was huh. Ellie. You're whitewashing this movie. <laughs> Maybe Ellie. Did you guys dad, like your dad still be played with the same guy? <laughs> I already cast a dad too. You guys were whitewashing last week's movie too, so. Oh. Right. That's true. Any minority like characters? Well, Eric. <laughs> hey. Okay, I was going to recast the teacher. Um, I didn't mind this actress, but she reminded me of uh, actors that I like a little better uh, in roles like that. So there's an actress named uh, Grace Zabriskie. I don't know if you know that name. If you ever watched Big Love, I think she played his Bill Paxton's mother. Um, and she's been in a lot of other stuff. If you saw her face, you might be like, oh, she's like a character actress. Mm -hmm. So I think she would have given um, a sort of uh, like... Uh, 
she, she would bring a sternness to the performance with a little like comedy underneath it. And it could have made it very interesting. And she's a little more forceful too. So I think I would have liked that. It would have seemed more like a mother relationship to Ellie and uh, like a strong mother relationship. And I think that's possibly what she's been using that teacher for. So it would have helped that part of the story. Thank you, Eric. Ruth. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um the uh why can't i think of his name all the time paul paul yeah the um when uh what's the movie with jennifer anderson we're on the camper with the millers yeah it, it reminds me of that one kid me it, made too. Me think, it made me think of him so i was like maybe him and <laughs> see how that would go <laughs> <laughs> okay. i don't know, I don't know what you're talking is. about yeah that's yeah. funny. I, I thought that too watching the movie. I was like, oh, he kind of looks like he could be related to that yeah. kid. Yeah. Except he's like <laughs> more attractive. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shelly. Okay. So I recast the teacher as well. And um, I went way back. And I would have put um, Phyllis Diller into <laughs> that role. She's an older comedian to give it kind of the funny. I, I wanted her to be more funny. Yeah. And also, my second recast would be Aster. I want to see Megan Fox play a nice popular girl. Like, I, I saw we saw her be hateable, yeah. but I wonder if she could do it, like, be the beautiful, sweet, like, smart, sort of sweet, cheating on her boyfriend, sweet um, yeah. Aster. Do you think if, um, if it was Megan Fox, someone, like, a different kind of pretty, like, because she's got more of the sex appeal look, and of course, the girl Esther is really pretty. Do you think you would have felt like, and I think your choice is really good, but it made me think of, would people feel like there is a sympathetic with her as opposed to the other well, girl? I but think, I think that would be it, a really good twist. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think if she played it sweet and wasn't all yeah. adult, like kind of yeah, less makeup. rolled up, but if she were like more natural, yeah. natural um, looking, I think she um, could do it. Yeah, that would be cool. Megan Fox is in a new horror movie or something coming out on Netflix. Is that right? Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Eric, now that she's your new favorite actress. <laughs> okay, I said I liked her in that movie. Jeez. I know. I'm sure that's a. It's a joke. Um, I pay attention to one woman and look. What <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> uh, so for my recast, I also recast the teacher. Wow. Oh, now I feel bad for the teacher. <laughs> for the same reason as Shelly. I wanted somebody a little funnier, but I wanted somebody kind of sassy. So I wanted Octavia Spencer sassy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought she'd be kind of fun being like that teacher who just kind of says it like it is to her and stuff. Which one is yeah. Octavia <laughs> Spencer was in The Help. Um, she's in the remake of The Witches. She's oh, a grandmother in that. She's in oh, Ma. She is Ma. Ma. In Ma. She played Ignacio Suarez's social worker on Ugly Betty. That falls in love with him or something? Yeah, and then tries to, like, kidnap him and hold him hostage. Yeah. She's in that water movie, too. The monster. What was that about? Everybody was all crazy with that movie one year. Water's wetter. What is that thing? With a monster. Sea monster. <laughs> The water is wetter. No, it was a monster movie that was so popular at the Oscars one year. Oh, she was a shape of water. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> water is wetter. By I like water. water. Is no like delicate. Like oh, that movie. Oh. 
Like, what is that? Is water I like something? that title. I almost said water world. That really doesn't even come. No. <laughs> She's also in Shape of Water. Uh, no, that's what you just said. She was also in Thunder Force. Yes. Okay, I don't, I don't know that one. Hidden, wasn't she in Hidden Figures? Uh, yes. I think so. Oh. <laughs> or were we all just racist for a split second? Oh. You said you all look alike, Mahan. <laughs> well, you just said you think she's in it too. <laughs> <laughs> You're our scapegoat, Takia. We're like, we can't be racist if Takia's saying that. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, cool. So I think uh, we're good to go to do our ratings. Yeah, and then yeah. to introduce the movie for next week. Right. Okay, so everybody knows how this goes. Open up the chat, type in your score. Don't hit enter, just put your thumbs up once you're ready. And then uh, we'll all hit enter at the same time. Let me bring up my calculator. Let me bring up my thing, be my bobber. So while we're waiting, I um, <laughs> I, I also looked at my notes and as for, for Aster, she reminded me of either Liv Tyler mm. or Alanis Morissette. <laughs> oh, really? Back in the day, yeah. either of them could have played her pretty well. Well, I'm more Liv Tyler for me. Yeah. Okay, I can't. Okay, I was like, I can't see if your thumbs are up or not. Um. Okay, so uh, at the count, when I say zero, hit enter. Three, two, one, zero. Eric, this is the third week in a row. <laughs> well, you know. Our our cycles are synced. <laughs> we know each other. Um, Shelly, can you read out to me? Uh, sure. All right. Ready? 3.25, 4, 3.25, 3, and 3.5. Divided by five of us, 3.4. Yay! Cool. All right. Awesome. Woo! Um, okay, well, great job, Ruth, with this movie. Thank you for bringing this to us. Uh, so for next week's movie, it is my turn to bring up a recommendation. So the movie I'm going to recommend takes us back to the late 90s. Ooh, um, it's nice a movie. Program. It's a movie directed by David Fincher. I love um, him. It should be on Netflix. Wait, let me double, triple check that it's on Netflix. I'm going to be upset if it isn't because I don't have a backup. Yeah. Oh, it is. Good. It is. No. Does everyone have um, direct TV uh, satellite? <laughs> you can get it on demand there. I hope you've all got that. And if you can't, you know, just get on, uh, get on, um, get on, um, what's it called? Uh, I'm trying to think of it. Oh, uh, uh, Alta Vista. And and try to find a video. Ask Jeeves. Get on yeah. Usenet. I'm sure somebody's posted the bootleg version. If you're having, if you run out of time, if you run out of time for the month for your internet, I have a bunch of AOL discs you can use for five extra hours for the month. Cool. So um, it's it's a movie directed by David Fincher. This was his follow up to the movie Seven. It's not a sequel, but it was just the next movie after he did Seven. Yeah. Um, and it stars Michael Douglas and Sean Penn. It's called The Game. Oh. That means good. Oh, yeah. And also starring Gwyneth Paltrow? No. Uh, Cara, Deborah Kara Unger. Oh, then which movie am I thinking of? Seven? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 
but she's in seven. Yeah, I know. That's not what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I saw that in the movie theater in the 90s. Oh, was it good? <laughs> I didn't see it. it was good, but I need to see it again. So okay, I, I, I've, I've never yes. seen it, so um, I heard good. a lot of good uh, things about it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I can't wait um, to see it again. Excellent. Yeah, so it's called The Game. So just so you know what it's about, um, this guy's brother, Michael Douglas's brother, played by Sean Penn, yeah, brings a real-life game for Michael Douglas to play, but his life starts spiraling out of control as he gets deeper and deeper into this. Apparently, it has a lot of twists and turns, and those twists and turns also have twists and turns, so it sounds like it could be pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. So other than Takia, has anybody else seen this? No. I can't remember if I have, I, I had, but maybe not. So, so Ruth and Takia have, but Takia, you said you're, you need to see it again. Yeah, I it's saw it. Yeah. Like cool. Yeah. Awesome. So that's Why our movie for this? next week. What? Why did you pick this? Because uh, I really didn't know what to pick for this week, so I just did a whole bunch of research on the best movies available on Netflix, and oh this God. one was consistently on every list I read. Mm. Okay. Okay, cool. It kind of reminds me of, or just the, I mean, I haven't seen it, but what was that movie where they got the box? In the, the box, box, right? <laughs> the box? I think it was called The Box. <laughs> With Cameron <laughs> Diaz? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and just Jason Bateman, right? A box? Oh, I think it was called The Box. I think okay. so. Yeah. Okay. So Mr. Zeta-Jones and ex-Mr. Madonna. Yay. Um, I'm looking up that movie it shouldn't be hard to find because Cameron Diaz hasn't really done anything she's retired yeah she retired to have her baby right yeah Yeah. Annie was her last movie yeah seven seven years (laughs) yeah it's called The Box The Box I I don't think I ever saw that yeah exactly it's like those movies and Eric you always hate them all the Pixar type movies. Let's make a movie about ants and call it ants. Let's yeah. make a movie about cars. We'll call it cars. cars. Let's make a movie about a guy who goes up in balloons. We'll call it up. Up. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't bother me. But cars, planes, monsters. I liked Bug- a Bug's Life and ants actually. But uh, I think we're talking about the titles. Monsters Inc. Yes. Oh. I love Monsters Inc. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw Monsters University oh. though. It's it's okay. It's not as good. And now there's a TV series on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Eric. By the way, the uh, it, it wasn't Jason Bateman. It's James Marsden in the box. Oh, okay, okay. What happened at the end of that movie? I don't remember. I don't tell seen it. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to watch it? You know, put it on your list, Shelly. <laughs> You're next is, I have my movie and it is not the box. <laughs> okay. Because you know I'll just make vagina jokes the whole time. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Oh, I forgot about that. My, my drag name is going to be Euphemism Box. <laughs> and you can call me Effie. <laughs> I like that. 